So with Pac-12 expansion right around the corner, San Diego State has long been discussed as the clear number one option. Here's why. Let's go. Locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions on this post-Super Bowl Monday. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show, which today is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helping you hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. It's something that has kind of been just kind of understood, assumed, mentioned into the ether, San Diego State. Yeah, clear number one option. And I wanted to, uh, Mr. McLaughlin Esquire was unavailable for today's uh, segment, but the case for San Diego State is really, really clear because I think people just kind of are are saying, well, yeah, San Diego State, the San Diego State that, but I wanted to look at why. I wanted to go through why San Diego State is such a clear-cut number one home run option, at least in terms of the options that the Pac-12 has available to them. And it does appear at this point in time, nothing has been confirmed as I record this, nothing has been released or anything of the sorts, that that may very well happen. Number one, the TV market. They are in Southern California, which you are losing a huge chunk of. And when you consider that this is a television product, that you're trying to make in in the college football space, yeah, being in Southern California for a conference called the Pac-12 is essential. You have to have some sort of presence there. It's not USC and UCLA. No, it is not. They are in a worse place financially without the LA market than they were before. But they would be in a worse place still for their long-term outlook and their appeal to television partners if they just pulled out of Southern California entirely. That is not an option. So when you consider the other schools that are in that part of the state, San Diego State, clear-cut choice. Next thing, and these are all factors, by the way, that San Diego State checks the box for, but every program that I've evaluated here on the show or that is being considered by Commissioner Klyovkov or any conference, frankly, for realignment. All of these factors are coming into play, and then they determine from there what the best course of action is. TV market, and this is in no particular order, athletic competitiveness, geography, athletic investment, where the program feels like it could go, their academic profile. And, frankly, their reputation, which kind of ties into their academic profile. Sometimes that can get murky depending on what institution you're talking about here. 
but go to the next bullet point that I listed there. Athletic competitiveness. San Diego State checks the box. They're not making your conference so much better right now. That's not the point. That is not why San Diego State. No one is thinking that you add the Aztecs and they're going to win the Pac-12 in two years. Utah had a stronger football record from the same conference when they joined ahead of the 2011 season. They won their first conference title two years ago. Year and a half calendar-wise, not even two seasons ago. Their their first conference title. It's such an overlooked part of expansion. These are long-term plays, which is something I'll get to a little bit later. But since 2010, San Diego State in football is 8-8 eight and eight against the Pac-12, including 2-0 and in 2021. They took a step back as a team, went 0-2 against the Pac in 2022. But the future conference champion, Utah Utes, lost to San Diego State in 2021. Yep, that's a thing that happened. It is in the record books. And that's why San Diego State's competing in the Mountain West. So when you're evaluating a team and whether or not they could be a competitive fit in your conference, if they can go toe-to-toe, at least from time to time, with teams in your league whilst playing in an inferior one with less money and a lower level of recruiting potential and a variety of other factors. Not going to attract as high level of a coach, perhaps, if you undergo a change. All those sorts of things. If you're dealing with that at the G5 level and you can match up with and beat Power 5 schools on the same field, yeah, there's a fairly reasonable assumption in there that one day you could be competitive at the very least. (laughs) Also, and it's not as big of a factor, but it's not a non-zero consideration. It's much smaller than football, of course, financially and realignment-wise. Men's basketball right now would probably, for San Diego State, be the third best team in the Pac-12. I mean, it'd be Arizona, UCLA, maybe at full strength, USC at number three. San Diego State would at the very least easily be in the top half of the Pac right now, today. Not five years from now, not three years once they can, you know, pull in some other recruits. No, no, no. Right now, San Diego State, top half of the pack immediately. So athletic competitiveness, they check the box. Geographically, which we're kind of throwing out the window, but kind of not. It is a seamless fit. They are in a state, in a city, in fact, not far from the Pacific Ocean, pack 12, Pacific Coast Conference, kind of sort of makes sense. Now, SMU has a different sort of appeal on the geography front, but it is not a knock against San Diego State that they don't bring a new state into the picture. And they fit right in, right? Like the the feel of San Diego State is very Pac-12, is it not? Just say it out loud. San Diego and the Pac-12. If you didn't know any better, you'd probably assume, like if you were an alien that got dropped on the planet and you were asking them, well, you know, what sort of uh, cities do you think would be in the Pac-12? Well, I bet Seattle's there. I bet 
Portland's there. I bet San Francisco or the Bay Area is kind of there. I bet LA's there, San Diego. You you just go up and down the West Coast and say, yeah, those are all the biggest cities. San Diego certainly feels like the Pac-12. But there are more reasons why San Diego State is a logical fit. Kind of like how there are more reasons you should check out LinkedIn Jobs if you're a small business owner, because if you're that or a hiring manager, you know success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They can help you hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. That's why LinkedIn Jobs is rated number one by small businesses in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The list does go on for San Diego State. As Jordan Belfort said in The Wolf of Wall Street, portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio, the show goes on. (laughs) the list does go on. This, I think, is a consideration that most of you will perhaps care about the most. San Diego State, and it's frankly the one I care about, yeah, probably the most. I care about the other ones too, just on a personal level. The Aztecs, as a university, are investing in athletics. I don't want to add someone who I can't ever foresee Not just being a good team, but being a conference championship caliber team. Yeah, I think San Diego State, football-wise, certainly basketball-wise, but in the football sense, yeah, one day they could absolutely win the Pac-12. I could totally see it happening. I can't say that about every expansion candidate that I've listed here on the show. Air Force, for instance, an appealing option. High floor, I don't think their ceiling is quite as high. I don't know if they could ever win the Pac-12. Doesn't mean they couldn't be a valuable ad. Colorado brings something to the table for the league. They've never won the Pac-12. Oregon State and Washington State haven't. They have things that they bring to the conference. They get a lot more TV viewership, especially Washington State, than you might expect. But San Diego State just built a brand new stadium, which is a very clear message to their alumni, their fans, their student-athletes, and the rest of the country. They care about this stuff. Snapdragon Stadium, as it's called. 35,000 capacity. Not going to be the biggest stadium in the Pac-12, but guess what? The uh, capacity at Martin Stadium, up in Pullman, is about 33,000. It's at least comparable. It may be on the smaller end, but it's comparable. And the other thing too, and this goes back to the investment thing, to me, their ceiling as an athletic institution competing in the Pac-12 feels pretty good. And I feel the same way about SMU. You are not adding these teams. I'm going to reinforce this point until you're sick of me hearing it, until every person I can possibly reach at least thinks about what I'm trying to say. When you are adding these expansion teams from the G5 level, you are not adding them to immediately compete for a conference championship right here and now. 
you are thinking about what they could become down the line. And I think San Diego State has got a really good ceiling. They're in a place that's got a good amount of recruits. They will be more attractive to four- and five-star recruits or highly sought-after three-star kids playing in the Pac-12 than they were previously in the Mountain West. And they'll have more money to go after and recruiting as well. And they've got a new stadium. And they seem to want to be good at sports. Rice, on the other hand, has a lot of intriguing factors. I don't know if they care about sports that much over there. I really don't. That'd be my biggest concern, adding the Owls. I don't know if they've got that. But San Diego State, you've got a solid brand. You've got a good recruiting footprint. You've got a good history of winning in your conference. Those are the sorts of things that you look at to see where's the ceiling on this program down the line. And I think it's pretty darn solid. And lastly, I know a lot of you don't care about this and think that it's not a factor in realignment. I got news for you. It is. Their academic profile, again, I don't care about this stuff as much. I don't come on here to talk about academics. I come on here to talk about athletics, primarily football. That's what I like the most. That's what you like the most. That's what we all care about the most. But to ignore the academics factor is to just ignore the reality of how these schools are being evaluated. But San Diego State, again, presents a very strong arguably the strongest case for a realignment ad for the Pac-12 to stay at 12 teams or potentially go to 14, but I suspect it'll be 12, probably San Diego State and SMU, but nothing is confirmed. The academic profile is more than sufficient. They rank 151st nationally without PhDs, which would elevate their standing significantly. Forbes ranks them as the number 63 university in the country. Their admission rate of 36% would rank third in the Pac-12 if they got admitted. It is a good enough academic institution. So as presidents are going through all the candidates and considering what do they have, what box does San Diego State not check? No, they're not USC or UCLA. Nobody is going to be. There are very few, if any, programs that feel like a perfect fit as much as San Diego State. I think it's pretty clear. And that's why I expect them to get added to the Pac-12. That's speculative on my part. Might not happen. But it also might happen. All right, let's get to a couple mailback questions here, which I am such a huge fan of. If you ever want a question answered here on the show, YouTube comments, I monitor those daily. Twitter, at Smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore Pac-12. DMs, mentions, whatever. Send me your cues about anything, any team, and I will get to it here on the show. Mailbag is decently full at this point in time. Bud Everts sends in this question. Thoughts on the attractiveness of non-conference games in the future between current Pac, and he goes one and then a blank underscore because he... We don't know how many it's going to be. Let's just say between current PAC members and former PAC members, a.k.a. USC and UCLA, could be a win-win for both sides. You know what I thought of when he sent this question in? I'm a huge golf fan. Huge golf fan. I don't just play a lot of golf. I watch a lot of golf. I follow golf very closely. 
Huge golf fan, big Jordan Spieth guy specifically, but other players that I really like. I like Rory, JT, Colin Morikawa. I mean, a lot of guys to to like out there. I'm not a huge fan of the Live Tour. I don't like. I won't go into that spiel, but let's just say I'm not a huge fan for a number of reasons. However, if the Live Tour is going to exist, much like I'm not a fan of USC and UCLA leaving a really good thing in the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten. But I accept that that's going to happen, and that's the reality we're in. We might as well make the most of it. I would love in golf nothing more to see a Ryder Cup of the PGA Tour guys against the Live Tour guys. That, let me tell you, year in and year out, that would feel like must-see TV. That's kind of what it would feel like with these non-conference showdowns. It's like you went over there for the money and we stayed here for reason X, Y, and Z. Let's duel it out on the field. I am so on board with this. I mean, put me down as 100% in favor for any, but let's be real, let's make it the big brands, but any matchup between USC and UCLA in any sport going up against an old pack rival or an old pack opponent, whatever. I'm here for it. That is the sort of beef, energy, juice, steaks, whatever you want to call it, that can make sports really, really fun. It really can. I think you could get great fan environments. They would be going crazy and they would be, you know, heckling them up and down. I'm here for it, man. I am totally totally here for it like there's not an inherent advantage necessarily for usc and ucla because they're now going to play a much more daunting schedule in the big 10 than they otherwise would in the pac-12 so the need to schedule a quality non-conference game out of the pac-12 or playing a team from there isn't necessarily paramount however I, I think it's more likely that UCLA could do it because USC has an agreement with Notre Dame to play every year. So that's kind of always their big non-conference game. And it's pretty hard to get schools to agree to two, you know, really quality non-conference opponents, the way that Utah is doing this year with uh, Florida and Baylor. UCLA, however, I could see them scheduling a home and home with Utah home and home with Oregon, Washington, one of the Arizona schools, I could totally see it. And scheduling is the most broken element of college football, even more broken than the 12-team playoff that's looming. The scheduling of non-conference games between the old back teams and the current ones I just don't see a lot of downside there. I'm I'm with you, bud. I am with you, Mr. Everts. Could be a win-win for both sides. You could get a really great product for fans. You could get eyeballs on the conference. The Pac-12 would have the opportunity to increase its legitimacy in the eyes of those who say, oh, see, those schools didn't need to you know, be in the Pac-12. They were on to bigger, better things. If you can put up your best teams and beat them, that's a really, really good look. 
Yeah, I'd be I'd be here for it. Bowl matchups down the line too. See, it's not all bad news with with the realignment and such. There there there's a lot of it. There's another question I got to get to as well. That's a uh, shall we call it an interesting hypothetical? Yeah. Hopefully buying built bars isn't a hypothetical for you because they're a delicious treat. They don't have all the fat and calories. And look, if you're like me and you ate an overabundance of food. I had a bunch of chips and wings and chocolate mousse. Those are the CHs of life. Chips, chicken wings, chocolate mousse. It's, yeah, I ate a lot of that. So now I'm trying to eat a little bit better because I feel like I gained about five pounds on Sunday. Built Bars are a great way to do that. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. I've always got them in my golf bag. They're in my pantry. They are delicious. They taste like a candy bar but they're really good for you. So go get yours at built.com or you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club today. All right, final question. Dean Dunbar via the YouTube comments, which is where most of the questions come from, which I'm good with. I check them every day, once or twice a day. Spencer, that's me. What would a remaining Pac-10 Mountain West merger look like? Interesting question. Well, is this feasible? No, I don't think so because it would involve the discarding of certain teams and the dissolving essentially of the Mountain West. Like if they were to go full on merger somehow, and I don't think this is particularly likely, you would take probably the top four to six. Like, like let, let, let's let's enter. Let's say we believe in the multiverse and there's an alternate reality where this is taking place. If the pack were wanting to do that right, or in the way that would maximize intrigue, pedigree, viewership, all that sort of stuff they would break down which brands are most valuable to them and say, we're going to take these probably eight teams. And it feels like Oregon state and Washington state would potentially get left out again. I don't think that's likely. And they would go to the mountain West and say, why don't you throw us San Diego state? Why don't you throw us Fresno and Boise? Why don't you throw us air force and call it there? And that would be a, what is that? 12. Yeah. That'd be like a 12 ish team conference or so they could go a little bit further, maybe go for like Colorado state and UNLV probably UNLV for Las Vegas, Colorado state gets more viewership than they probably should given they've been really relevant in football for a long time. That's what it would probably look like if, if it were to come to fruition in a more realistic scenario and timeline, you'd have the 10 remaining teams. You'd add San Diego State. I think you would bring in SMU and then maybe add Gonzaga as a basketball only. Potentially. I, I, the basketball only thing gets kind of tricky on the media rights front. But if they were going to go through with that, it would still be called the Pack something. Maybe they'd call it the Major West or Pack West. I don't know. They, they would refer to. I still think Pack would probably be in the name, 
But I think a, a full-on merger would, would probably look more like a pack siphoning of the best Mountain West teams that are remaining. Here's the interesting thing I will throw out, though. This is not going to happen this round. I'm just saying down the line. And I know that there are Big 12 people who have watched or listened to the show before. I don't know if they'd be on board with it. But frankly, it's not like they're the decision makers, nor am I. I wonder if one day the Pac-12 and the Big 12 could actually merge. Now, would they leave programs behind? We'd have to examine the situation at the time to see if that would if, if that would be possible. But I wonder, you know, if the Big 10 keeps being aggressive, you know, I'm talking like many years down the line, like next round of media rights and realignment talks. We're talking many years away. If the ACC were to add some teams or the Big Ten were to come, call, like, I, I wonder if one day the Pack and the Big 12 would say, let's put aside our differences, which are pretty numerous in, in many ways, and say, why don't we come together? to ensure our long-term viability because a hyper merger like that, hard to see that falling apart and getting wildly outcompeted. And man, it would be interesting, man, it would be interesting. But if you're ever thinking about conference mergers and realignment and stuff, it's really hard to foresee given how these realignment moves have gone the top brands from a conference just breaking off to go do their own thing. Like for the big 12 and pac 12, I don't think it's likely that you could ever see Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, Utah, Colorado, pull away, leave everybody else behind the Arizona schools in Washington state and Oregon state, and then go with TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma state, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, or something like that, right? I'm just kind of spitballing an idea there. That is incredibly difficult to pull off because then essentially you'd have to make a new conference. Not join the two so much as you'd have to make your own. And I, I just don't see how that sort of thing could really work. And I also fully expect that to not be the case. In the coming years, realignment will continue. It's always been there at some level. The merger ideas are interesting. I think a full-on merger between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 would be really fun. Not going to happen right now. Maybe one day. Could be interesting. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.